Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A weekly podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and the differences that they share. My name's Stevie. And I'm Sam. And this week we are watching episode 2, The Birth of Greymon and Pokemon Emergency. feedback for the first episode i know i'm really excited for it can we start with the facebook one yes that was a really in-depth analysis do you want to talk about it yeah okay i don't think i can do it it's a bit of a it's, i know it's it's a long one but it's kind of complex as well they go into a lot of detail yeah they probably put a lot of thought into this feedback but okay i'm, I'm gonna read it out now it was good <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for the first bit of feedback, that makes me really happy. But also, could you please elaborate? They said they didn't really know how to go into detail about things they liked and disliked about it. But overall, it was good. <laughs> they enjoyed it. We also got a message from Alexandra... I think it's Alexandra Dwat. Alexandra Dwat. I apologise if I've pronounced that wrong. Basically, they said that in Brazil, the Pokemon slogan is different. It's actually just, we have to catch. So... Th- the concept of catching all of the Pokemon just isn't there in the Brazilian slogan. So before they knew the English one, they didn't realise that collecting all of them was one of the main goals. So they found some of the aspects of the franchise really weird. We have to catch. We have to catch. <laughs> and now we've got feedback from all of our friends over at Podigious and Lost in Translation Mom. I know, it was really nice of them. They um, listened to it. We've got Jeff from Podigious. He uh, said that the sound design was really impressive. He said that a lot of work's gone into it, which it has. We've recorded the first episode five times. <laughs> so uh, there's commitment there. He's also said, would we consider doing something like keeping a running tally of which episode was better each week? So that's something we're going to start doing from now because we have more than one episode. So it's currently 1-0 to Pokemon after that first episode. Another thing that he thought while well, listening, it'd be really cool if we did was discuss the episodes in the original broadcast order so that the episodes would be paired up with the episode that aired around the same time, which would be cool. But um, he also said that we'd start about episode 30 of Pokemon before we started talking about Digimon, which sounds like a nice idea, but I think it'd be nice if we paired them up episode by episode. We'll have to see where that ends up when we run out of season one Digimon and there's still like 100 episodes of Pokemon left. There's more than 100 left. There'll be a lot more than 100. (laughs) We'll discuss that nearer the time. It's going to be nice to work out when we're going to watch the films etc because i know we've talked about the film before off air and you don't remember a lot of what happens in the pokemon movie which makes me really happy because you're in for a treat with the pokemon movie one other thing jeff mentioned was that the fast forwarding sound effect sounded a bit weird and jarring i do agree that it was a bit weird so uh that's something we're going to change and then you can talk now i get a really short one from asher from podigis who said it was a really smooth and fun first episode. Yeah, I don't know what else to say apart from thank you. And Andrew from Podigious said that they loved the complaints about how many introductions there were in the first episode of Digimon. And apparently there's a Meet the Digimon VHS that actually does a better job in less than six minutes. So when I said that the first episode could probably be put into five minutes, I was right. I think at the start of the, the second episode of Digimon, you even mentioned that the recap from the first episode was better than the first episode. Yep. Wouldn't it be much discussion, though, if we'd just done the first episode? Okay, so we're comparing the first episode of Pokemon to the recap 
from the second episode of Digimon. <laughs> but also, there was as much content in the in the first recap than there was in the first episode, mm-hmm. if you take out the introductions. Yep. It's a whole lot shorter when you don't have a million names. And then the second lot of feedback we got was from Lost in Translation Mon, which was from May. And she says, guys, why is your episode one really good for a first episode? Which I think is really nice because I have such anxiety and I panic so much about things. And to be told that it's quite good by another person whose podcast's almost at the first year anniversary, I think. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, she knows what she's doing with her podcast. And for her to say that ours is okay... It makes me feel better. Definitely spurs me on to do more. Goes on to say that straining to find negative things besides Skype problems, which we've hopefully sorted for this episode. If not, I am buying a new microphone for another thing I'm doing, but it's a quite high quality one. May also like the reference to Magpie Season, which I'm really happy for because Magpie Season is is terrible. Also, apparently minor birds are as worse though which i don't know what minor birds are because I, i'm not an expert in birds all i know is that there were a lot of pigeons by me may thought that the discussion was really fascinating and loved the segments that we put together and was apparently surprised that this sort of thing hasn't been done before basically may liked a lot of it and congratulated us on doing really well with the first episode so thank you may and then said i've used the last bit of my internet data for the month saying all that by the way and i thought that was really sweet it's like ah, oh, thank you oh and also Thank you to Podigius and Lost in Translation Mon for sharing our first episode. Because we didn't ask them to do that, and they did it anyway. And they shared it in many places. Thank you. And then you say thank you as well again at the end. Thanks. Again. 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 <laughs> and again, thank and you. again. The first episode we watched this week was Digimon The Birth of Greymon. Our seven young heroes plummet into the river below and are saved by a band of fishes summoned by Gomamon. They end up travelling downstream and wind up at the ocean where they encounter some weird phone booths. Out of nowhere, they are attacked by an angry Shellmon. Unfortunately, all of the Digimon are hungry because they haven't eaten recently and cannot fight, apart from Ogumon, who managed to sneak a quick snack with Tai. After Shellmon overpowers and snatches up Tai, Ogumon digivolves into the best Digimon ever to save the day and the kids. I knew we'd be okay. I wasn't worried. When you digivolved, you certainly got way bigger. And to tell the time will be exactly 45 miles per hour. Tomorrow's forecast calls for clear skies with occasional ice cream. This number only exists in your imagination. Please hang up and don't call back. There's a telephone there working in your service area. Hang up and have a nice day. Agumon! Cinderfall! Do! Raymon! So, what did you like about this episode? I liked a lot more about it than the first episode. We actually see the kids' react situations other than mortal danger that they have to run away from mm. we get a much better impression of them i also think because we've seen the first episode several times it's nice to see something different yeah it is it's a breath of fresh air i actually agree though i do think that was a really good episode but i'm kind of biased yes you've got a lot of nostalgia blindness for this episode <laughs> so what was one thing you liked about it well i'll go into more detail about how i think it did a better job with introducing the kids and the unique personalities because i feel like we got a much better first impression of them than we did originally because they're not just running away all the time they actually talk to each other we get interactions between different members of the group and it's interesting to see how they all sort of mix together and try and sort out the problems the groups are having you can already see character traits happening like see joe is so determined to find a way home you see mimi being mimi which i think is really unfortunate because she's a ditz but she shouldn't be a ditz 
She's there to tell jokes. That's what it seems like, anyway. We also have Ty, who's already sort of stepping forward as the leader and trying to give the group a direction to head in. And we also have Matt, who's trying to oppose him, but not intentionally, like, he's sort of still thinking logically, but differently to Ty as well. So even though, like, it seems like they're both right about what they want to do and how they want to solve this problem of we are stuck somewhere else and we want to get home, like, they have different approaches to it, which could both be valid ways of getting home, but it sort of creates a conflict between them already. So we can already tell that they aren't going to agree very often on things. I like how things got explained at the start. They talked about how they were one form and then they changed into a, a new form and that they're the same beings, but they just look completely different. I also like the bit of digital world weirdness we get with the phone booths. That's one aspect of the, especially the first season that I quite like, where there are all these real world things jammed into this world that make no sense why they're there. What else did you like about this episode? You've literally just got like two of my other like points there, which was the introductions of Digivolution as a concept of getting bigger. They also introduced food as a mechanic. They need food to be able to digivolve and to fight. And if they go hungry, then they're not going to be able to protect the kids anymore. I know there's a lot of emphasis on food and, and needing the energy to evolve in this season. Because in other seasons, they do things like uh, in season three, they use cards to evolve. In season five, they use Digisoul. So in this one, there is definitely a need for power that they can't get by themselves that they need from food and also from the... I don't want to use the word tamers. Their partners, that's the one. They explained in this episode that they were given an energy from their partners that they don't know what this energy is, but it powers them up and it makes them able to evolve to the next level. I also like the phone booths when they're calling them up and they've all got really random things in there. Like one says the time at the beep will be 45 miles an hour. The forecast for the weather, which is ice cream. And this number only exists in your imagination. Things like that. I thought that was really kind of a nice way to add comedy in without it being too obscure. Because obviously they're not getting in contact with an actual person and anything they get from the phone calls isn't going to help them. So it's all this weird mishmash of information. Yeah, I felt like the humour was a lot better in this episode. Like the jokes didn't seem as out of place almost, because a lot of the comedy was actually from Joe as well, with his complaining and bringing up these problems that they've got, instead of it being bad jokes. I did notice that Matt got a lot of bad jokes. Yeah, Matt seems to be suffering a lot right now, <laughs> and Mimi as well, who's just there to be the girly girl. Well, in the first episode, they were in potentially mortal danger against the Kawagaman and the falling off the cliff. And there were times when they were adding jokes in and it didn't seem sensible to have a 10-year-old making a pun as they plummet to their death. But in this episode, we've got time where they're not in danger when they're in this new world. It's almost like they've got time to catch their breath and sort of get a sense of their surroundings. So the jokes when they're added in fit a bit nicer. They don't seem out of place as much. Was there anything else you liked about this episode before I get on to my favourite thing? We didn't talk about Izzy and Sora. Well, the thing is, like, Izzy is one of the things I'm, I'm not as keen on in this episode. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll jump into it now. I don't like his obsession with aliens. It's funny the first time around as a joke, or maybe it's aliens, or because he's the nerd and he's into aliens and stuff. It's funny, it's a joke, haha. But when he keeps going on about it and repeating it, and we know that it sort of gets dropped after a couple episodes... It, it's sort of it's a joke that just falls flat after a while and when he keeps mentioning it you're like okay i get it you think it's aliens you don't need to keep bringing it up but gonna go back 
to the things I like about this episode. Can you guess the, the thing I like about this episode? Is it Greyman by any chance? It is. He is my favourite. He's also used as a way of explaining how this other set of mechanics work where there's evolution, but it's temporary and it's a higher level and they do need this energy to achieve this level and it's not just an energy they get from their partner. They need to be fed as well. They need to have this like reserve of energy within themselves. They sort of have two sets. There's the energy they get from food and everything. And then there's the energy they get from their partners. And they need these two together to temporarily get to this next level, which they can use whenever, seemingly whenever someone's in danger. It's in the next episodes where they realise the connection between the partner being in danger and the Digimon digivolving. But in this episode, it just sort of happens by accident because Ty gets himself into danger. Also, Greymon is a great big orange dinosaur, and that makes me happy. You and your dinosaurs. I'll talk about it after, but let's go into what we didn't like about this episode. I noticed there was stock footage again. There's a few moments where there are just bits that are repeated, especially the one I noticed the most this episode was Shellmon when he's doing its water blast from its head. It was the same close-up of its head shooting the water every time it shot it. I must have seen about three times that I saw it. There may have been more, but it was just another way of them saving some money when they're making the show. And there was more spinning digivolutions as well, of course. Well, it's it's a new one this time, but it's exactly the same sort of footage that they used, where it's the one evolving in the middle, spinning around with the words around them. There wasn't as many as the last episode. There was only one this episode, which was nice, because that means there was a good maybe minute, minute and a half of time they took away and added to the story. A lot more happened in this episode as well. Time-wise, it probably covered the same amount as the last episode, but a lot more happened in that time. There was more conversations with each other. There was more questions being asked about where they are and what they're doing. There was more action as well, because in the first episode, all they were doing was basically running away and hiding. In this episode, they knew that they could try and fight, so they tried to fight. They came up against this new hurdle that they have, which is that they need to be fed and strong enough to be able to fight because if they don't have this energy then they won't be able to fight which leaves them helpless was there anything else you didn't like about this episode something i didn't like about it was that it did suffer from sort of one by one introductions thing again at least in like the first half of the episode when they regroup you get just a quick interaction from each kid with the digimon one by one that jumping between different people and basically taking turns to talk or interact with someone sometimes seems very unnatural. It doesn't flow very well as a dialogue or a conversation. That seems to be like a trope that exists in older cartoons, especially where everyone stays still and one by one, everyone says something. So if you focus on one character, they'll be stood still for a couple of seconds while everybody else talks. They'll say their line and then they're still stood still waiting for everybody else to finish. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't seem natural or like a realistic conversation or how they'd actually be talking to each other in this situation. So did you have a favourite character or thing about this episode and what was it and why? The final shot, because there's some really just bad, bad drawings in there. And one in particular, one of her faces in particular, is so sublime and hilarious. I just couldn't stop laughing at it. I noticed that Ty and Matt have uneven eyes. Ty has a broken ankle. And then Gomamon. How would you describe Gomamon? <laughs> Gomamon just looks like he has a derp face. <laughs> oh, I've got to get it up again. I'm looking at it again now. If you look at Gomamon's cheeks they sort of look like his eyes because his eyes are closed it looks like he's got this tiny little face (laughs) 
and it's kind of cute, but it's also funny. We'll put it in the um, on Tumblr and everything for you to look at. But I think it's really funny. It looks so stupid. It's so funny. My favorite thing in this episode was Shelmon because it's a little bit gross. It's got these weird like finger suction cups. And it fires water out of its head, and it looks a little bit gross when it comes out of its shell. It's just a out of design. It's, it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Shelmon's design is actually pretty nice the pink coloring adds to the sort of weird fantastical nature of it being a digimon as well he's one of my least favorites but not because i don't like him i like him but it just looks kind of gross and ugly and yeah which is effective as the bad guy in this episode kuwagamon's a bright color it's got a nice shiny shell it's got a nice pattern on it it looks like a bug that's got when bugs are toxic or anything they have a color scheme that represents that they're they're a warning and that's what Kawagamon has, but it hasn't got this gross sort of tentacly, suctiony, deep sea thing going on that Shellmon has. Yeah, Shellmon's not a pretty Digimon. No. Overall thoughts about this episode? Much improved on the first one. This is the first episode that Digimon deserved. It's a big nostalgia trip for me because this was the first episode I saw. I started watching. Um, I was flicking through channels when I was younger and I started watching just as Ogumon was evolving and then it started fighting Shellmon and watching that the first time this this being my first episode it was quite nice because I didn't get the first episode which was not as good as this episode so this was my starting point which was okay for an episode it's not the worst episode but it's not the best episode but out of the two it's a lot better so when I saw this and I was like oh what are these things what's happening why is it an orange dinosaur it gave me that gateway to start watching and I watched it from there on and I didn't watch the first episode until I'd finished the entire season and I watched it and I thought this is this is quite bad I don't think it would have continued if I'd saw the first episode first the first episode of Digimon is not a good introductory episode to the series this on the other hand the characters get more depth put into them. They interact more realistically. There's actually a plot beyond just running away from the giant red beetle. Overall, it's just it's got more character and actual story in it. There's still some introductions, but there's a lot more plot in it. The second episode we're watching today is Pokemon Emergency. Ash hurries into Viridian City with an injured Pikachu, where an officer gives him a lift to the Pokemon Center. Pikachu is taken into the critical care unit to receive treatment, while a very worried Ash waits outside. Misty catches up with him, soon followed by two wanted criminals and a talking Meowth who call themselves Team Rocket. But when Pikachu wakes up, he blows them away with his Pika power to save the day. Ash and Misty disembark from the city, and Team Rocket set their sights on catching Pikachu in future. That's right! I declare to the Pokémon of the world! I will be the greatest Pokémon trainer! The greatest Pokémon master! You see, we just came here from Pallet and we... You know, you're the fourth person I've seen today from Pallet Town. The fourth? Oh, that means Gary Oak's here already. We have a driveway, you know. It's a Pokémon emergency! To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Pika, pika. What did you like about this episode? I quite like Team Rocket. 
because this is the first time you get to see them and it's super serious their introduction there are these criminals that are about stealing pokemon they're all dark and brooding but later on in the series they just become this running gag of these terrible terrible villains and looking at them now when they're serious and and the threat it's kind of really funny they're three just big doofuses when you get to know them but right now they're these criminals who are threatening and, and you know they essentially help blow up a pokemon center yeah, I really like Team Rocket in this episode as well. They have a hot air balloon, which is a Meowth, which is totally not inconspicuous whatsoever. <laughs> Team Rocket's vehicles are the best thing. <laughs> they are. There is there is quite a nice history of their weird machines and stuff that they get throughout the series. Yeah, it's the least subtle balloon ever. <laughs> they just rely on no one ever looking up. It's also not the fastest. I mean, I'm guessing it only goes the way the wind blows. All I can tell from this is that Maybe Ash goes the same direction the wind blows because they always seem to find him. One thing about Team Rocket as well, though, is Meowth said Meowth a lot and then continued to talk as well. They apparently have a talking Pokemon. Which is nice and it's different. Yeah, they don't explain it at all, though. It's just like, oh, this Meowth can talk. So do you remember this episode at all or is this, like, new for you? I didn't remember this one as well as the first episode, but I have seen it before. There's a lot of lot of things that came up that I'd forgotten about that I found really amusing. <laughs> Like the treadmill of Pikachu. That is one of my favourite things about this episode, the, the Pika power. It's so odd, like, it's Pika Pika Choo Choo, Pika Pika Choo Choo. Pika Pika Choo Choo. Are they always on that treadmill, just waiting in case the power cuts out? It's such a counterproductive form of power. Why not have a giant battery or something? Get them to charge the battery, instead of having them have to be there 24-7 and running when the power cuts out. It is adorable, though. I mean, it's an adorable power source. The faces. Pika Pika Choo Choo. <laughs> just a train manned by pikachus <laughs> Pika, Pika, choo, choo. Uh, is there anything else you liked about this episode i like how they tried to actually give ash a personality and reasonable thoughts you could tell he was actually disheartened and felt guilty about what happened to pikachu because it was his fault basically and the whole conversation with his mother as well over the phone you could tell that he was really quite heartbroken about how he'd basically failed pikachu already and not done as well as he was hoping. The phone calls were interesting. Like, in the conversation with his mother, they talk about his dad. You couldn't confirm whether he was alive or dead. His father would be proud. It's like, would be, but is that like, is that would be, but he's not here, or would be because he's not alive anymore? Because I, I always assume that Ash's father's dead, because you never see him in the series at any point. I would have thought that he'd gone off on his own Pokemon journey earlier. But then he's had a kid, so would he just... Yeah, he'd set off pretty late in life, just like mid-twenties. <laughs> just left, like, I'm off on a Pokemon journey now. You're pregnant? Oh no! I've got a Pokemon journey to go on. Oh no! I will be back, I swear. One day, I promise. And then, in Professor Oak's phone call, he mentions that he's the... No, it's not even Professor Oak's phone call, sorry. It's Officer Jenny says how Ash is the fourth person to come from Pallet Town, which means that all the other Pokemon trainers that have left on that day have gone in the same direction, which is kind of interesting. I think she did say he was the fourth that had come through, which makes sense because there was three starters before his Pikachu. And Gary. Yeah, Gary took one of those starters. You think? But does that mean that Gary was actually stuck with whatever he took? What if Gary had gotten the Pikachu? Do you think we're going to see the other Pokemon trainers? I don't know. I I don't know if I want to see the other Pokemon trainers, or I just want them to be, like, imaginary. 
Just like these two people that we never see, but are constantly on the same journey as Ash and Gary. Like they get referenced throughout the like entire series, but you never actually see them. That'd be cool. Was there anything else you liked in this episode? I like the little montage of Team Rocket getting shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember that, but I think that's kind of it was. It was. I found it genuinely funny. It's one of the few things I found generally. Like I, I liked the Pikachu treadmill, and I also liked this. It was really good. Just it cutting to. Each and every one of them getting electrocuted is kind of funny. Yeah, the whole final scene was just completely and utterly ridiculous, which made it all the more amazing and funny to watch. This little army of Pikachu jumping over this fence. I like how Pikachu summoned them, even though he's just woken up. And like, they pile onto him, and then they electrocute Team Rocket, and then suddenly Pikachu's absolutely fine. I mean, why couldn't they do that for the treatment? Yep. Apparently there was a procedure done on Pikachu. I just assumed they hooked him up to the mains. They just plugged him in. They made sure they had a Pikachu charger to hand. They have like a little slot and they plug his tail in. Then a little battery symbol appears on one of his cheeks and it sort of fills up. They just hook him up to a car battery, give him a jump start. Was there anything else you liked? They introduced the computer system as well. Oh, okay. I didn't even think of that. As a means of communication and something that's also in the games as well. That was a nice sort of way of implementing that into the series as well. And they had the Pokeballs as well that they were sending away. So that sort of hints at the trading system that they have in the Pokemon universe as well. A bit like having these storage boxes and everything. So whilst you're not using them, they're asleep in these Pokeballs. Well, we don't know what they are doing in the Pokeballs. Who knows? We know Pikachu doesn't like it, whatever it is. Maybe it's like they're not even conscious whilst they're in the Pokeballs. So for them, like, when they go into the Pokeball, their stream of consciousness just stops. And then when they get summoned again, that's the next thing they know. So whenever they're summoned, they're only summoned for battling. All they know in their life is fighting. Oh, that makes it really sad. That is really sad. I'm sorry I've given you this almost dystopian Pokemon future. Oh, now I feel really guilty about playing the games. <laughs> I also like the nice little cliffhanger we get at the end. Yeah, when he sees a Caterpie. It's his first serious attempt at catching a Pokemon, because obviously before he was inexperienced, he didn't know what to do. He was just throwing rocks and catching them with his pyjamas and throwing Pokeballs when it would do nothing. But this time he's seen the Pokemon. It's sort of, it shows that first bit of, it's the stock footage that they use in most episodes when it's about to get serious when he pulls his hat backwards. That's when you know someone's serious. You know when Ash is serious when he pulls his hat behind him. It's like, now I need the sun in my eyes. Is there anything you didn't like about this episode? I have a few minor complaints. A lot of the conversations that Ash has seem very stiff. That's one of my complaints, that they, they're really odd. Like the one with Office Jenny at the start, when um, she's talking when her mouth isn't moving, is one dub issue. But there's a lot of times when it's almost like they're having two separate conversations. Yeah, it's like they've both recorded the lines and then they've just put them next to each other in the right places. And it, it just sounds a bit off. The same thing about when Professor Oak's talking about, oh, are you at Viridian City yet? Uh, you've called the Viridian City Pokemon Center. And he's like, oh yes, I called the Viridian City Pokemon Center. Which means that you're there. Which would explain why I'm calling you now. And it's like, okay, we, we get it. it. It's just a weird set of lines that he had. The dialogue can be very weird. Like when Ash tells him about the bird Pokemon and he wouldn't have been able to see the image above him. <laughs> but he looks up. <laughs> and he's like, oh yes, you wouldn't have seen this Pokemon. It's really rare. It's like, how do you know what that is? I know like the screen's underneath the image. So he wouldn't have been able to see 
above the screen. She's like, oh, you can't possibly have seen this ceiling Pokemon. Also, another thing is when he first calls the Pokemon Center, you can see noodles boiling on a Bunsen burner, and then he leaves when his pizza arrives. One thing I also don't like, and it's an animation thing, and I know they couldn't really do anything about it, but it's the screen's quite shaky, especially in the still shots. If you look at it, the whole screen seems to be shaking constantly, slightly, and it's kind of jarring to watch any of the, the still scenes when people are talking, just to see them sort of shifting around a little. Or maybe in this region they have constant, just like low-level earthquakes going on. Just constant tectonic activity. I mean, it would make sense with all the ground Pokemon that are underground and stuff, constantly moving around under there. It's all the Diglets. One other thing I thought was weird is... It's an amazingly empty Pokemon Center. When Nurse Joy leaves, no one's manning the Pokemon Center desk. That's why Ash answers the, the phone call. Like, what happens if somebody else runs in with a, a seriously injured Pokemon? There's no one around. There's not even any other trainers, which I thought there would be. It was just empty apart from Ash and this, this one Nurse Joy. Well, to be fair, it seems like only four people have gone through that town with Pokemon recently. But then Officer Jenny sends out the announcement saying that there are Pokemon thieves around. And if you have any Pokemon, be careful with them. I suppose that would make would give a good reason to, as to why there's no one in the Pokemon Center. Everyone's all at home protecting their Pokemon. But I just feel like it's a way to save money by not animating other people. Yeah, it's a lot easier to animate an empty waiting room. That is shaking constantly because of low-level seismic activity. So did you have a favorite character or thing? And what was it? Wait, I wanted to mention one other thing, actually. Oh, okay. What is it? Following on from the dialogue feeling stiff, I felt like the smack talk between Misty and Team Rocket in that whole exchange, just that whole battle of that they tried to do, seemed really weird. It's not really a spoiler. I mean, people should know by now, but Misty is a gym leader for Cerulean City, but she sends out a Goldeen that's splashing on the floor for a couple seconds, and then she recalls it. And she's got that little smug smirk on her face, like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Are you sure, Misty? Are you sure you know what you're doing? It's You put a fish on the floor and then you put it away. <laughs> what was the master plan there? I think she was trying to buy time while Ash ran away with Pikachu. Wouldn't it have been better to buy more time by actually getting a Pokemon that can fight? No, it makes more sense for her to stand there, throw out a fish. It's the confidence in her eyes, though. She's like, yes, this is all part of my cunning plan. They're not very good at the smack talk. No. Like Jesse says at one point, oh yes, I think she's really pretty. Pretty annoying. <laughs> that was particularly bad. When she said, oh yes, I think she's pretty, I was like, okay, here comes some sort of terrible, terrible pun. It was not a good exchange. It's the 90s. They had bad cartoons. I did like Team Rocket's Pokemon, though. I quite like Coughing. Yeah, Coughing and Ekans were cool. They looked evil and big. They're purple and purple's an evil colour. They're also both poison types as well, which I think for villains, it's a good way of them portraying that they're evil in an easy way. It's them having a Pokemon that is considered dangerous. So having poison type Pokemon is, is a way of saying, oh, you know, they've got dangerous Pokemon that not a lot of people would have. Did you know that coughing backwards is Gnifok? I'm sorry. I <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I think I've been enlightened. I don't know how to feel anymore. It's like you've opened a whole new Pokemon world to me right now. Are you proud of yourself? Yes. Are you proud of that? What you just did? I could feel my soul leaving my body. Okay, I'll, I'll calm down. I feel a little bit ashamed of you right now. I think I've got off track. You think? <laughs> okay, right. What was your favourite thing or character in this episode and why? 
the whole ending sequence because it was so ridiculous and pretty awful but i like bad things that are still really funny and entertaining so like the whole exploding thing the fact that ash is on a push bike that generates a light bulb and that's enough electricity to electrocute the entire team rocket and also blow up a pokemon center (laughs) yeah that whole that made so little sense it all makes perfect sense because pikachu understands conduction i just remembered the whole conversation between ash and pikachu where ash just says pika 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 power that actually happened yeah that's ash learning to speak pikachu he starts to understand pikachu even more yes the ending of the episode is my favorite thing (laughs) well my favorite thing in this episode was the pika power source We've discussed it already, but I think it's so adorable. It's so odd as well. It's just a a circular treadmill with Pikachu running in a circle, in a conga line. Maybe whole power stations are powered just by rings of Pikachu. So instead of solar panels on the top of your house, you have in your basement just a circle of Pikachu running around. The whole Pokemon society is run by Pikachus on treadmills. (laughs) It's pretty much slavery. They will fight for us and they will power our things. Okay, overall thoughts on the episode. It's strange. Uh, The first episode was quite good. It had a nice structure to it. It had good writing. The lines were nice. It sort of made sense. There were some jokes in there, but they were good jokes. This one had like weird lines thrown in and jokes that just fell flat on explaining things, like Professor explaining why Ash is in Viridian City, Pokemon Center. Things, they felt a bit off. I think they did try to be funnier than the last episode. And the jokes they used, a lot of them just sort of fell flat. Yeah, the episodes sort of flops, really. Like, it tries to do things and it doesn't do it well it's like the bit with officer jenny when she drives the motorbike right into the pokemon center like through the doors up to the desk it comes to a skidding halt i feel like they did that to add more drama into the episode but it really wasn't necessary it's very over the top i did like nurse joy's little snip which was uh I think it was something along the lines of, we have a driveway, you know. The problem is they use that joke twice. It's not to the same standard as the first episode was. It's still good, but it's not as good. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and the differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monsters of the Week. What's that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Is it a monster? I guess I'll go first. And it's actually Pikachu again. Is it Pikachu, but is it the different set of Pikachu? Yeah, the army of Pikachu was hilarious. I can't really elaborate anymore other than I didn't want to pick Gobamon for Dirt Face alone. Well, I think that's good enough. How about your Monster of the Week? My Monster of the Week is probably obvious. My was Greymon, for obvious reasons that he is my favourite Digimon. Uh, it's the first one that I saw. It's my favourite colour. It was from my favourite episode, which was the most nostalgic episode for me. It's a giant dinosaur. I like giant dinosaurs. It's the first fight where something important to the plot happens, where it's evolution, but it's temporary, which is one of the biggest differences. It's also the first time they're in a battle where there's a potential for them to be able to win this battle with Koagamon. They didn't really win. They sort of tied and then ran away. With this one, it's a battle that there isn't really any way of escaping from, so they have to win. So having Greymon appear shows them this new thing that they can potentially tap into and use to their advantage which episode do you think had the best storyline and why to be honest i don't think there's much in it this time because they actually follow a pretty similar pattern of first half they recover after the first episode and then second half there's a new enemy that comes in that they have to battle and that they overcome so 
really they're so similar it's hard to say that any one of them is better than the other yeah they were both quite similar um i kind of prefer the digimon storyline because it explained a lot more in in this episode of pokemon it was a lot of it's the follow-up from the first episode he got to the pokemon center and it was all the drama that revolved around there with digimon it was them having that space to breathe and say okay what's happening now what do we do where are we what's going on and asking all these questions like it still had jokes in it but there was a nice level of characters being fleshed out a bit more in pokemon we had some bits of ash's thought process and him thinking of you know i've caused this mess but with digimon it was nice to have little insights into every single character and things like joe being this sort of super cautious character who wants to find a way home yeah i'd agree that digimon sort of just has that little bit extra or does it a little bit better? Were there any similarities between these episodes that you found? And if so, what were they? Well, like I said, they had this period of rest to recover after the first episode, followed by the new bad guys coming in for them to tackle. All I've got is that there were phones and the phones got destroyed, which is a similarity that they shared. We learned a bit about what the creatures need to survive as well. Like we learned that Digimon need food and Pokemon need medical attention. So which episode did you enjoy or prefer the most? And which one do you think wins this round? It's close this week, but Digimon. I also agree with this. I just felt Pokemon felt kind of off. There was some sort of weird bits of conversation that happened and the jokes that they had seemed to fall flat. And the screen was a bit jarring to watch because it was shaking around, which was obviously an animation error, but it just felt a bit like it didn't sort of fit together in a way that the last episode did. I mean, there were moments I found genuinely funny, like the Pika Power bit and the Team Rocket getting shocked, but I felt a lot of the time there was a lot of silence and a lot of not a lot happening on screen. There was a lot of empty spaces and backgrounds and stills with a tiny bit of conversation or anything going on. I can't really add much on to that. It just seemed slightly off. Join us again next week where we'll be watching episode 3. Ash catches a Pokemon and Garurumon. You can find The Moncast on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for The Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And that is why Greymon is my favorite Pokemon. No. <laughs> no. There it is. No, it's not. That didn't happen. It did. It did. Oh, no. I've got the evidence. No. Okay. So close. Also, Gomamon's face is too small. <laughs> I can't help but see, like, the cheeks of his eyes and his eyes and his eyebrows. <laughs> his little dirt face. <laughs> He's like, ah! Oh my god. I just saw it. Oh no. <laughs> Gomamon, what did you do? Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs>